Welcome to Bards of Gaming. I'm your host, Elijah Fish. This is music by Megan Carnes. She's made music for TV, film, video games, animated series. She's done string arrangements for singer-songwriters, as well as classical pieces for soloists and chamber groups. I was really happy to get to chat with Megan about her past projects and about her most recent game, Interview. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Megan, so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. So, do you, could we start with just like a bit of background on yourself? Uh, you know, where how'd you get into music, and what was what was that journey like for you? Yeah. Um, so, even as like a really little kid, I remember always being into music. But I started doing music myself when I was eight or nine, I think. Um, my elementary school had like a little orchestra you could join, starting in 
third or fourth grade. I don't remember which exactly. Um, and so I decided to join and I picked violin because the orchestra teacher said I have good violin fingers and I was just a very impressionable child. So I was like, <laughs> sure, <laughs> violin sounds good. Um, but I ended up really loving it and stuck with it like all the way through college and everything. Um, but yeah, then uh, my parents bought me like a little Casio keyboard when I was 12 or so and I taught myself piano. Um, and starting in middle school, I started uh, kind of writing my own little songs. Um, they were basically Pachelbel's canon, just slightly different. So <laughs> not very good yet. <laughs> um, yeah, but then in high school orchestra, we played, um, I think it was a Pirates of the Caribbean me medley. I know we played several film medleys, and I think that's the one where I had the epiphany. Where I was like, oh, like someone wrote this music, and that's a job that people have, and that would be awesome, and I want to do that. <laughs> um, but for a while, I just kind of thought of it as like, you know, the dream career that wasn't really attainable, um, you know, like being a movie star or something. So I kind of put it aside, um, went to college, majored in a couple different things, ended up switching a bunch of times and decided that I didn't want to do anything other than composing. So ended up settling on a music major and film minor, um, and yeah, um, this is very long. Let me know if you want me to speed things up or <laughs> no. Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a great answer. That major sounds cool. So you must have had met like uh, some of your first few contacts with your film minor. Yeah, I did. I scored um, some of my friends that I've met in my film classes. I scored some of their little student films and stuff, which was really fun. It was kind of some of my first experiences with film scoring and I just loved it. Like it was so cool to actually be able to do that. Totally. So besides Pirates of the Caribbean, which is, you know, a great soundtrack, was there any other um, big influences on you or any other famous, uh, not famous, sorry, favorite uh, soundtracks for you, game or movie? Um, yeah, there are several. I remember um, in high school getting super into Philip Glass. Um, my like orchestra slash music theory teacher introduced me to him. And he's one of my favorite composers to this day. I really like the kind of minimalism. And I like his film scores a lot, like uh, Candyman and Truman Show and The Hours and stuff. He does a lot of really good film work. Um, and then I also like Thomas Newman a lot, who did like American Beauty and Shawshank Redemption. I think he did Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> like 95% sure that was him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Newman's great, definitely. Yeah, he's one of my favorites too. Oh yeah, and his Wally and Finding Nemo scores are also excellent. Um, but yeah, those are both kind of composers that managed to say a lot without their music being too big, you know? Like, um, it tends to not be the huge orchestral style stuff generally, mm -hmm. which I really like. Cool. So when some of your first projects, when you first got to compose uh, for some films, like after your after your studies, I mean, what were some of your first uh, projects like? I did one or two for, have you heard of the 48-hour film festival? Uh, it rings a bell. It's a great idea. Yeah, they, wow. they do like um, 
them in different locations across the U.S. I don't know if they do them in other countries as well, but it's like all these different cities. Um, there are, you know, you have 48 hours to make like a full short film. So I think my very first film scoring project was for that. And I didn't actually truly score that because there wasn't enough time. So they just gave me a few cues like, okay, we need like... 30 seconds of music that sounds like this. So I wasn't actually scoring to picture, but it, it was still, you know, writing custom music to fit a thing, <laughs> which was very yeah. cool. And oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's like a game jam film jam. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was pretty cool. And then, so that one was kind of like comedic clown music. The, yeah. The film was about a clown. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> the next few after that, I worked with like, the guy who directed that a couple more times and those were more kind of like um philip glassy ish music and sure, uh yeah. yeah that was kind of more my style cool yeah um w- w- could you say a few words about um this is desmondo ray oh yeah for sure so that one i scored um, I think it was 2013 I got asked to because, yeah, it was a couple of years after I graduated and I graduated in winter of 2011. So um, I knew this animator, Steve Baker. He had used like some of my pre-made music in other films of his. And um, he approached me about scoring this little short film he was making called... Um, it was called The Video Dating Tape of Desmondo Ray, age 33 okay. and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. It's just like this uh, little three minutes-ish short film um, about this really weird animated dude. <laughs> um, it's like a mix of live action animation. And he's pretty much the only animated thing in there except for a couple other like one-off things but yeah it's about this strange dude trying to like find love in a cruel world basically and it's this awesome mix of like really sweet heartfelt moments and also like dark absurd humor um and so that ended up being like a vimeo staff pick and uh, getting really popular and making it into a lot of festivals mm-hmm. like south nice. south by southwest was probably the biggest one um and so they got funding uh, they're australian so they got funding from the australian government to make it into a series called this is desmondo ray so i scored the whole web series um which was really fun i was happy to be able to go back to that universe um and that one also did really well. It went to a bunch of festivals and won a ton of awards. Um, yeah, it's really great.
just the the look of it is is really kind of unique and and the music's really awesome so you did a great job with that oh thank you so much <laughs> and so you had another project with um with him as well right? i'm still here yeah so that one um is actually it uses just pre-made music of mine um but it was funny because it's like the first thing I've won an award for and it was just like <laughs> pre-made music that Steve put in there and just did a good job editing around. So that yeah. was kind of cool because it didn't really require any extra work from me and just the way he put it in there is so fitting and emotional and yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> Nice. So basically, it's another animated thing, and it's about this woman um, leaving a voicemail for her lover at the end of the world. Um, and so he needed like very emotional music. And I got an email from him one day that was like, "Hey, I've been using your music as temp music for this thing, and I can't. I don't have a budget for a composer, but like, I can't find anything else as good. So like." Can I just use this? I was like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you let me, you hired me for Dismondo, and that was amazing. And yeah, just go ahead. So then I let him use it, not really expecting to hear much else about it. And then one day I just got, uh, he made it for Trap Fest, which is this uh, short film festival in Australia. But yeah, anyways, I got a message from him like the day of Trap Fest. He was like, hey, so you won Best Music. And I was like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, it was great. Nice. Yeah, you have you have a few awards under your belt at this point. Yes, I do. <laughs> so Megan, you've you've worked and lived uh, in the music and game scenes, uh, starting in Chicago, and you've mm -hmm. d lived in Austin, Texas, and now you're in LA. Yes. So have you? What's it been like? Have you noticed differences in the scenes there, or what's it? Has there been many differences working in those different cities? What are the what are the kind of different vibes? 
Yeah. Um, Chicago, I was very bad about getting involved in the local scene just because, like, I didn't learn any of that in school, didn't know how to network, didn't know how to even look for meetups to go to or anything. Um, so I wasn't really very involved there except for, like, with people from my school. Mm-hmm. Um, and after I left, it turns out there's, like, a really big indie game scene there and stuff. So I missed out on all that. <laughs> um, but then I moved to Austin um, kind of because I wanted a change of scenery. And I always knew I wanted to move to L.A. eventually, but I didn't feel ready yet. It just felt like too big, basically. Um, so I moved to Austin, which has like a small but really cool like film and game scene. Um, and I enjoyed that. I was there for a couple of years, um, but things there generally didn't have the kind of budget I was looking for. Like people couldn't generally afford the rates I wanted. Um, so I decided to move to LA eventually and LA has been great. Like everyone you talk to has some kind of cool project they're working on or know someone who works on some cool show or something, you know, um, I really love it here and uh, yeah, it's great. And so you're also now um, a co-organizer of the game audio LA group. Yeah, I am. How'd you get involved with that? What kind of things do you guys do? Um, so I heard about the meetup group, um, when I first moved here and went to a few of the meetups and it was super great because the game audio community in general is just super welcoming and awesome. And the LA game audio community is no different. Um, so I got to know the organizers fairly well. Um, and at the time it was, uh, Renzo and Ange doing it, uh, Renzo Heredia and Ange, I might butcher this. I think it's Muscariello, his last name. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I got to know them fairly, fairly well. And this past summer, uh, they told me that they were looking to add a third person to help organize and asked if I'd be interested because they are both, um, involved in triple a sound design. And they were like, well, you're indie and you're a composer, so it would be cool to have someone from that side of things helping to run it. So I thought it would be awesome to help out. So I've been on the board since I think July or August it was. But yeah, it's been really fun and really rewarding getting to um, run that with them. Nice. Yeah. And we generally have a pretty good turnout, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I meet tons of new people because of it. And yeah, I love it. Totally, yeah. Sweet. So you guys have regular meetups and workshops and this kind of stuff? Um, yeah. So we do like a monthly meetup that's kind of like a casual hang at a barcade um, in Sherman Oaks. Um, but we're planning kind of a bigger meetup. We don't know many of the details yet, but this summer we want to do something with like micro talks and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, Megan, there's something I'm really excited to talk to you about, and that is your most recent game that you created, designed, and composed the music for. Yes. Called Interview. Yes. Yay. You <laughs> successfully funded the game on Kickstarter. I did. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. It was a very tiny budget. 
<laughs> but yeah, I was not even expecting to fund. It was like $2,500 and I just needed to like pay a few contractors. I didn't take any of the Kickstarter money for myself or anything, which in hindsight, I maybe should have included a month or so of living expenses for myself. But, you know, learn new things each time yeah. you do something. Next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's a really, really cool game and I love just kind of the questions you're asking with it. Thank uh, you. I played through it like a few times to get kind of the different outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for our listeners, could you give us a quick um, like premise? What's th- what's the deal? What's the p- what's the idea behind the game? Yeah, for sure. So um, basically, you are in this dark room, and suddenly this interviewer appears and starts asking you like weird existential interview questions and as you answer them like environments start appearing around you and each time you answer a question you get a different layer of music so essentially the goal of the game is that depending on what you answer for each question you build a unique piece of music yeah so cool yeah thank you and that's and that's why the it has this total replayability just to get the different outcomes and different layers because it can all layer in totally different ways depending on the questions or the answers you you give, right? Yeah, um, I that was one of the things I really hope people play it more than once to kind of get the different combinations. Mm-hmm. And even with how many times I tested it, which was so many, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still people are still sending me combinations that I've never heard before, which is right. really cool. That's so cool. Yeah.
get it right now on uh, itch itch.io, right? Yeah. Um, I don't really know what it's called when you say it out loud. I've heard some people right. call it itch, others call it itch.io, but it's itch, I-T-C-H dot I-O. There you go. Um, so where could people find the game or your page on itch? Um, yeah, it's just my name, megancarns.itch.io. Awesome. The link will be also in the description. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to hear just a little bit more about the, the process behind it. Um, what was it? What was the composition process like for interview? Like, how did you decide on which music to layer and all the different ways? Yeah. Um, so essentially, the first question of the game that you answer chooses one of three chord progressions. And um, then the other answers after that um, all kind of pick an instrument. So the chord progressions are somewhat similar, so all the melodies and stuff don't differ too much. But yeah, so basically I wrote the chord progressions first and then wrote everything to fit within them. And the way the game works is that it goes from low to high, so you get your bass layer first, then your tenor, then your alto, and so on. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. And I had to be um, really careful when I was writing it since... You know, I couldn't possibly test every single combination of layers because I think, I don't know how many possible combinations there are. I think I did the math and it's like 300 or something. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had very strict rules like um, only certain voices could have, you know, non-chord tones on certain beats and stuff like that. Um, and I had to make it... So that each part was interesting enough that you would notice when it came in, but I couldn't have any of them be too complex because then it would get too muddy. So it was definitely a challenge, um, but it was an interesting and fun one.
picture you with or if i was in your shoes having like splayed out maps of like (laughs) time and layers or i'm not i don't know how you went about planning the whole thing but yeah um it was definitely a long process um you know the questions obviously came first and then i would kind of be like um okay well what instrument kind of sounds like this answer like for example uh, for the first layer the base layer um you've got uh, mountains forest ocean and desert um and so for the mountains answer i went with the piano line that's supposed to sound kind of like open and echoey um for forest i've got uh, a pizzicato cello line and that's sort of supposed to remind you of like little creatures like scurrying about and being under the leaves and the breeze and stuff um then we've got the ocean and i've got a bowed cello for that and that's supposed to sound like the waves going in and out basically and then yeah and then for desert i kind of have this like pulsating uh synth thing and that's kind of supposed to sound like you know like heat waves pulsing or something sweet yeah so, Megan, for interview, you used a Wise to implement all the layering and all that stuff. I did. Um, and like, what? So, what was that? How did that look like as you as the project grew and grew? Um, it was <laughs> a lot of files in there. <laughs> right. Um, I actually did a good job of keeping it organized for once, so it wasn't like too messy. But yeah, um, you know, just a lot of different audio files mm-hmm. um yeah wise is cool i like it um it's definitely nice to have i had some trouble getting like unity and wise to talk to each other a lot of the time right, but right. yeah wise itself is fantastic mm-hmm. i really like it because <laughs> you did pretty much everything in the game aside from the the story and the art right yeah so you had a couple um, people helping you with that yeah um i had a writer who was helping me i kind of wrote all the main stuff for the stories like the main plot and I wrote all the questions and everything and I just had a writer help me like flesh it out and make it sound good (laughs) essentially help me words good (laughs) (laughs) and yeah I can't do visual art at all so hired an artist as well who did a fantastic job sweet well yeah congratulations on the release Thank um, you. You know, this podcast is obviously all about music and games and the people I have on are generally passionate about those two things. But I just think what interview does is so cool, like kind of investigating that specific interplay between just music and interactivity. So yeah. super commend you <laughs> on an awesome game. Thank you. I uh, really enjoyed making it. I was like born out of me just wanting to compose music for more games because I've worked on some games that didn't get finished before but mostly I've done films and people are like a little like hesitant to hire you if you haven't worked on games before don't have like work you can show which makes sense um but yeah my options were kind of to either like work on someone's game for free which I wasn't really comfortable doing since I'd been doing like paid film composing for so long and i'm like well it's really similar (laughs) like i don't want to go back to like doing it for free you know 
And I was like, or I could just like make my own game. And it was supposed to be more of just like a very small interactive demo type thing. But yeah, once I had the idea, I was like, oh, I think I want to make this into an actual game. Sweet. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so you you have some upcoming projects or something on the horizon? Yeah. Um, so I... <laughs> liked making interviews so much that I think I want to make a kind of similar thing um, and hopefully a little more complex this time. Um, so it's in the very early planning stages right now, but I have announced it on social media and stuff, so I can talk about it nice. here. <laughs> um, so essentially, I want to make a game where you get a tarot reading and each tarot card will have like a music segment attached to it. So essentially depending on the reading and your combination of cards, you get a unique piece of music based on that. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank nice. you. <laughs> I can just, uh, I'm already getting giddy over just the combination of like cool tarot art and cool music. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I love tarot cards. I have a few decks and do readings and stuff for myself. Um, I don't believe that they have any actual um, like magical fortune-telling abilities or anything, but I just love the imagery, and I think it can like force you to think about things from different perspectives, you know? For sure. Um, but yeah, I've always thought that tarot would translate to music well just because you know, each card kind of has its own personality and story. So for a long time, I wanted to do just an album of music based on a tarot deck. Um, but I realized I could make it into an interactive thing and that would be a lot more fun. So, so sweet. I can't wait. Yeah. Thank you. When you say something more complex, do you mean kind of with the layering or with the or just yeah. is the vision for the music interactivity a little different from interview? Um, it's different. I'm not 100% sure exactly what I want to do yet, but what I'm picturing is, um, so interview is pretty much just vertical layering. There's a little bit of horizontal stuff that comes in towards the end when the interviewer is like giving the big reveal. I won't spoil it, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for the most part, it's pretty simple, like, vertical layering. Um, for this one, I think I want it to be more, like, a horizontal approach. Um, so um, each card will have, essentially, a melody uh, attached to it, and they'll play, like, one at a time with transitions in between. Um, so that'll allow me to play around a lot more with, like, different keys and stuff, like, there has to be some um, connectivity, I guess, between them. Um, but yeah, it'll allow me to play around a lot more. And then I'm thinking, you know, after you get a reading, then you might get some kind of vertical layered type thing. But mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure. Cool. I might actually try to use MIDI this time too. Because um, yeah, like... Wise has MIDI capabilities, and Unreal actually is going to have some MIDI capabilities. I don't know if they released the update with that yet, but um, I might switch to Unreal right. for this next one nice. so I don't have to deal with middleware. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've been meaning to get it, 
get into the MIDI in Wise? It seems like there's so much potential. Yeah, I haven't really played around with it much, but I think for this it might might be helpful. Mm-hmm. And build your own samplers and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, exactly. So, Megan, where can people find you? Where can they find your, your work? A um, couple different places. <laughs> um, my like portfolio website with my reels and credits, audio demos, all that kind of stuff is uh, MeganCarnsMusic.com. And then... Um, if you want to like buy any of my EPs or albums, soundtracks, anything like that, that is megancarns.bandcamp.com. Um, my itch, um, where interview is, and the tarot game will also be there eventually, someday, <laughs> is uh, megancarns.itch.io. And then um, I'm also pretty active on Twitter. My Twitter username is megancomposer. Sweet. Megan, it's been great chatting with you. Do you have any final th- final thoughts before we log off? Um. <laughs> Let me just put you on the spot. No, <laughs> it's cool. Have you been working on anything cool? Um. Yeah, I've been composing for this guy, uh, Marillo, making a sort of Final Fantasy Tactics style game. Um, oh, cool. So I'm writing for him. It's very, very Final Fantasy. So that's been really fun to, to get to write for. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, he's he's doing he's doing a cool job. It's all like you know grid, uh, tactics style, pixel art, really up my alley. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again, Megan. It's been great. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fun, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the game of bards thing. In this episode's game of bards. <laughs> Megan and I decided to write a piece of music together, two bars at a time, under the theme, Light at the End of the Tunnel. She began with writing the first two bars, then I wrote two, back to her, and so forth. And here is the result. Our prize for this episode's Game of Bars. up episode five you can follow the podcast at game of bards on twitter our logo art is by anna DeChico. find more of her art at dechicoanna.com links are in the description thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>